In this episode, we're going to be talking about Pong. I don't even know if I said that right. Enjoy. Thank you so much for listening to The Age of Jeremy. You're listening to one of the lo-fi episodes. If you are new to this podcast, traditionally it's about all of the amazing adventures that I have going on in the world of entrepreneurship, and I am teaching or talking about the things that I am learning. But in these lo-fi episodes, whereas I am right now chilling on the couch, have some Bob's Burgers on, playing on my iPad... This is actually about all the cultural things that I have going on in my life. And by cultural, I mean maybe pop cultural, maybe education-based, maybe learning. But these episodes come out every couple of weeks. Uh, Before we get into it, make sure that you like and subscribe to this podcast. Make sure that you follow me on YouTube at Age of Jeremy, where you can also get this podcast. Maybe you're listening to it right now before these lo-fis weren't on there, but you can now put on your RSS feeds or put your RSS feeds into YouTube. And now all of your podcast episodes can be on YouTube. So we are working to make that for all of our age of radio podcasts and doing a lot more with YouTube for all of our businesses. So that being said, uh, what else is there? Oh, follow me on all the socials at Age of Jeremy. And let's go ahead and hop into this lo-fi episode. This is being recorded on February 4th. I have no idea when you're going to hear it. Uh, it'll either be sometime this week or at the end of this week, maybe the beginning of next week. Who knows? Podcasts live in all of time. And you can listen to them whenever because their recorded audio that's distributed through RSS feeds. So the first thing I want to talk about is my Apple Pencil. I am super, super stoked about my Apple Pencil. I finally got one. It is amazing. And I am usually not an Apple connoisseur or an Apple, I guess, super fan, I guess. But I am starting to turn into one uh, from a consumer perspective for my iPad. I got an iPad mini for my birthday and I'm obsessed with it. Let me tell you why I'm obsessed with it first. First of all, the first reason why I'm obsessed with it is because rather than having newspapers, even though I do like a good newspaper, uh, I don't have a place to archive them. I don't have a place to keep them. They end up going in the trash. It seems like a waste of trees and life and forests for the little birdies. And so I have all of my Barons, my Bloomberg, my Economist, my Market Watch, my Wall Street Journal, my Financial Times, all my subscriptions, all in a little folder on my iPad. And I can go in there and I can read them. And this iPad mini is the perfect size. And so that is made me fall in love with it, one. And then just, I don't know, having it in front of me while I do stuff. Two was really helpful, being able to have my OneNote, listening to YouTube, music, whatever. All the things probably all people already knew about iPads and already had them. And these are things that you can do on any pad for the most part. But I don't know, I just really like, I really like the look, the feel, how the ease of use of this iPad mini. And 
I um, am happy with it. The, the other reason why I'm happy with it is because I got an iPad pencil. And I got an iPad pencil because I had gotten one for Ariana, who's my niece who lives with us, and she said she loved it. I am not an artist by any means, but I thought it would be fun to get into Adobe Fresco, um, kind of increasing my creativity. Because one of the things that I am pretty adamant about these days is that to be a good entrepreneur, to be a good innovator, you have to be creative. So I've been listening to this subconscious mind programming creativity piece every single night and I my creativity has just skyrocketed on top of actively trying to do things to improve my creativity, have other hobbies that kind of... Um, kind of cross-train creativity or cross-train my main skill set. And so I'm really excited about where my creativity level is going, my ability to write better songs, business ideas, content creation ideas. And so I'm really focusing on, on, on that piece of it. And so I got the uh, pencil today, actually. And um, and so far, it's amazing. I love just being able to go into my iPad. I have a list of the things that I wanted to talk about on this lo-fi episode, I opened up my um, uh, OneNote on the iPad and I just wrote one, two, three, four, five, six. It writes amazing and all the things that I wanna talk about. So I'm gonna come back to the iPad pencil in a minute. Also too, it just like kind of clips to the side of the iPad, it charges it, it connected it. It just works phenomenal and I couldn't be more pleased or happy with this product. So maybe I'll try some other Apple products in the future. I have always actually thought about getting an iMac and I don't have anything traditionally against iPad or I or Apple itself. I think it's a fantastic company, very innovative. I think Tim Cook, for the most part, has done a pretty good job. I think they have kind of not really been as innovative as they have been in the past. And I've not heard, I've heard some really good things about the Apple Vision Pro, but that price point for that bad boy is just ridiculous. So I um, will come back to the pencil in a minute because there's something else I want to talk about later regarding the pencil. Maybe this is a good note to myself to organize the flow of this as a little bit better because I could have went into the other thing I wanted to talk about first, but we're going to talk about lives. Uh, we are, I'm really focused on doing lives. I did a TikTok live the other night uh, utilizing the TikTok desktop. It used to be that you had to have 10,000 followers on TikTok. I have about 6,000 followers on TikTok. Uh, and so I couldn't use the studio. Well, they changed it. And I was able to download the TikTok studio. I was able to do a live. I wanted to do it where I was watching or playing World of Warcraft while I did it, but my laptop could not support the memory required. It, like it just, it was, it was too much for the computer to handle having the desktop open and the uh, and the the live. So I'm sorry, and the the desktop studio along with the World of Warcraft open because I have this Pandarian who's named Bernando. Bernando, because he's a Pandarian, he's a panda bear, Bernando. Anyway, and so I've been working on him occasionally just kind of to relax or chill. And I wanted to play that while, you know, I took questions from the audience for podcasting. I'm sorry, for a finance. And, and what ended up happening was because I couldn't do that, I threw the the second screen over to the Google Jamboard and I asked finance or answered finance questions. And luckily I had a, a person that was in the academy that was on there that was asking me a bunch of questions and I just answered them, you know, and was able to write stuff on the, the pad screen. I don't like Jamboard as much as I thought that I would because the, and I can't figure out how to change it. So maybe I'm missing something. I need to research it, but I can't get the pen to be more, more fine 
the to be a more fine point pen to write on it seems to be very like the 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 thickness of the writing pen is too thick for me and for some reason i can't change it so i don't know what's causing that if it's the the hueon because i have a thicker tip on it or what so hueon's a company that makes like tablets and i have a a, a, real, a digital display and then i also have the writing pad and the writing pad just works really, really good. It's really small. You plug it in. I'm really used to it and uh, very, very happy with the, the writing pad from here we on. So I'm not 100% sure if it is because of the... I'm not 100% sure if it's the tip of the Huion or if it's something with Jamboard that I'm not figuring out. But one of them is not working for me, so I don't know. And... So my goal is to do more lives. The problem is, is I like lives personally. If it's just a conversation or me talking about stuff, almost similar to this podcast or something of that nature, it's almost like I want to have it as a vertical screen rather than a horizontal screen. So that's one of the things that kind of I don't like using with like, um, like I don't like using with StreamYard. So a lot of the lives that we do, we do use StreamYard for it. And the reason why I don't like sending it everywhere is because it'll all come in horizontal and I want the lives to be vertical because I think that they work a lot better when you're utilizing the, the phone feature. If you're recording, you know, doing them from your phone rather than sending them out through StreamYard and then them being horizontal, even though I've heard that TikTok wants more horizontal content on the stream, but I'm not a hundred percent, you know, sure exactly why that would be. But one of the things that I'm excited about is doing more of the live. So I'm thinking of like all the finance stuff will be on TikTok. There's a live show that I want to do with Age of Radio on Instagram, but it's very hard to get the host to connect with me to do it. So I'm working on that. Then there's the live show that we're going to do in the Addicted to Podcasting Facebook group that we need to get back up and going in there. And then there is the the live that I want to do on YouTube whenever I do like cultural stuff. I just feel like YouTube works really, really good from a, from a perspective of talking about like gaming or entertaining things, I guess. Uh, pulp culture is something that's really important to me. Like one of my main dreams and visions is always to be a first user of like technology, a first user of the things that are happening in the world. I think that's one of the reasons why we're able to move some of our businesses so fast because we stay up to date with a lot of the trends that are going on and we utilize them as best we can as they're coming in. And I like being a first user of things, not only a first user of like technology, but also a first user of like things that are happening in culture and staying up with those those aspects. Now, I, and, and I don't mean that in the same sense of like the being up to date with the thing that's going on with Taylor Swift, with the Super Bowl and all of that stuff, even though I heard tonight that on the Grammy, she said she's going to be, she uh, announced a new album already. So I thought that was kind of cool. But I don't mean like pop culture in that being a first, I guess I don't mean pop culture in that sense. I mean pop culture and being the first to know about the things in the areas of, in the industries and in the the spaces that I'm interested in. I want to be a, 
I want to be the first person to utilize those things and to tell people about them. And I think that YouTube works much better for that because most people are spending most of their time on YouTube as opposed to other areas uh, or on or or in short bits, which leads me to the third thing that I want to talk about, which is starting to do vlogs. And so CJV, uh, Coach JV, is going to be doing a vlog and it's going to be around, you know, the st- people want a more inside look at the way that he lives his his life. And so I think that that idea for the vlog is fantastic. We've always wanted to do something along those lines, but we haven't been able to, to kind of like really hone in on it just because of trying to trying to grow the businesses, starting other businesses and things moving so fast. So he's going to be doing that specifically himself. And so because YouTube's a big part of my age of Jeremy brand, I'm going to do something very similar to it, even though I kind of do some of that stuff through the podcast. But I think that people are more apt to sit and watch it and they want to see it and feel what's going on in everybody's lives. I think that a lot of the times people think that we are doing all of these like crazy things, but like most of the time things are just like this stagnant, repeatable, these repeatable activities that, that we do. And so you can show a lot of those things through micro vlogging, which is like Instagram shorts. But I think if you take a bunch of clips and you put them together, whether or not it has a full purpose of the story, it'll allow people to see what's actually going on in the businesses. So like right now when I was doing this, because I'm going to start doing a very, uh, a similar thing. And so However, mine, I was trying to think of, I like naming, I have a naming convention for things. I like them to be fun and exciting. So my vlogs are going to be called Reality Bites. And so it's all like Reality Bites, but they're also Reality Bites because they're clips of the things that are going on throughout the week. So every day as we're going through our routines or at least once a day during the week, I'll talk about what happened during that day or a few times during the week, what's going on. I'll clip those together at the end of the week and I'll release that as a video because it'll be easy to clip them as long as I'm saving them in in a specific place. And so for me, it's really easy to save all of those clips inside of a OneDrive file on my phone and then move them over into, or then be able to pull the OneDrive files from the computer. And so that's one of the things that I'm really trying to do for the, for the vlogging to get that out there on top of doing more micro vlogging from the stories. The thing is, is that there's not really all that, I guess my concern or my worry is that there's not really all that much stuff that's going to happen during the week. So a lot of it will be kind of like a vlog, like me talking about what's happening. But then occasionally there will be some really interesting things that happen. You know, like if we go and travel or we go and do something, you know, maybe we can go and, you know, or if we go and visit people that live in another place or when we go to our Connecticut or when we do certain, you know, like this weekend, we're going to have our freedom conference. I'm sorry, not the freedom conference. We're going to have our our insurance conference. We're going to have people come and learn more about insurance and to talk about stuff and learn about nationwide and pack life and all that. So, um, so as it relates to that, it can be very interesting 
to see those things when they happen. But the rest of the time, it's just going to be kind of normal stuff. Like Mondays, I have a meeting with Johnny and the rest of the Merlin team. We have a marketing meeting. Um, we're working on trying to get better SEO. So we're going to have a conversation about about getting more blog posts out there, uh, getting more blog stuff on our website, um, and you know, moving the business forward. And I just had a super tasty on um, Candy Crush. I'm just playing Candy Crush while we talk right now. And the reason why I'm playing Candy Crush is because if you don't know, King, which is owned by Activision, is owned by Microsoft. And I'm a huge advocate for Microsoft. So I am supporting Microsoft as much as I can in my life. Um, but this board has been covered in sticky frosting. So anyway, so reality bites are going to be coming every week. And then because of that, I'm going to be trying to figure, find someone to be able to, um, be able to help me with the editing and things of that nature. So that's something that I'm going to be looking for. And then we're looking for certain roles in regards to news at, uh, age of radio. So I'm also really excited about that. And so be on the lookout for Reality Bites. I'm probably going to put mine out over the weekend is going to be my guess. I'm going to try to get on a regular schedule, but I'm kind of a little anal when it comes to editing, especially the, the sound quality of it. And I'm getting even more anal the more that I do. And I've been doing a lot more recording and a lot more audio pieces and a lot more pushing stuff out there. So be on the lookout for that. So for some of the things that we're working on, just to kind of recap lives, going to be going on TikTok live, trying to once every other week for right now, or trying to, I'm going to try for once a week, but I'm not going to commit to that because um, I'm, I'm trying to find a good time and time to do it. So this last one I did from 12, 10 to midnight. Uh, and then we're also going to be trying to do some lives occasionally on some of our other platforms. I think Gary Vaynerchuk does it really good. Not to go back to the lives too much, but Gary Vaynerchuk doesn't have a regular schedule for it. He just lets people know when he's going live and he goes live and people jump on. I think that that actually may or may not work better, but I'm not 100% sure. Who knows? Okay. And then the other thing that we're doing is working on Reality Bites, um, which is going to be a vlogging of the clips throughout the week. So you can see into the things that are going on in uh, my life and in the 3T life and all of those lives as a vlog. And it's just going to be practice for me getting good. One of the things that I've been really thinking about is that it's really 20,800 hours to get good at something. So it's going to take me 20,800 hours to get really good at vlogging and really good at the recording piece of it. The thing that slows me down is the editing. So I know that that's going to be something that I'm just going to have to bite the bullet on and put in the work or get someone else to help on it. So the other thing that I started doing this week, uh, as you know, I've been working on um, my Japanese practice. I don't get to get do nearly as much as I would like. In fact, I've been sick with RSV for the last couple of weeks. In fact, it's still not fully healed. So if you hear anything, you know, bad about my breathing right now, it's probably from the lung piece. I think it's kind of turned into a little bit of bronchitis or maybe pneumonia to some extent, but who knows? And I've been struggling with that. So, uh, so I haven't been able to practice as much as I want in some areas, but that is perfectly okay. And I found was watching this YouTube video from this girl who is a bachelor's in Japanese studies, I think, or in Japanese language. And she was showing some of the things that she does. And this is one of the other reasons why I got the pencil. And so 
uh, the Apple Pencil was because I wanted to be able to I wanted to be able to use this uh, app called Learn Japanese, and it allows you to do the hiragana and the katakana. Kata, 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 Jesus Christ, I am the worst sayer of words ever. Maybe I shouldn't practice Japanese in any way whatsoever. Um, so the hiragana and the katakana, uh, it lets you practice both of those on the iPad. So this evening I was practicing my hiragana and then I hit a paywall and I haven't purchased it yet. Or instead of playing Candy Crush, I would be playing hira, I would be practicing the hiragana. And so I think that uh, that's a really cool, awesome feature of the Apple Pencil also, and something that I'm really, really happy about and really excited that I got was the pencil to be able to practice that because it's easier to have this in my hand and practice than a, no a workbook when I'm sitting on the couch. And so I think that that's also one of the things that I really enjoy about having the, the iPad mini is being able to uh, some of these innovative apps that are educational in nature. Uh, the one thing that is pissing me off is I can't log into my Duolingo account on my iPad because it's not picking up the Facebook login or I don't know what the fuck I did to when I created the login for my Duolingo. Uh, so that's a little bit about what's going on with the Japanese. And I haven't even had a chance in these last couple of weeks to study any of the Spanish because we were doing these 5P framework videos in in 3T and then I got sick and I've been focusing on getting all of the taxes done because it is tax season and that's probably all I'm going to be working on this week in between meetings and I am really stoked and excited about that let me tell you in fact I don't mind doing the taxes I think where my biggest thing that, that kind of frustrates me in the whole area of the bookkeeping is not having the time to focus just on doing the bookkeeping for 30 hours a week. And so, one, it allows us not to budget the way that I wish that we budget. It allows me not to keep up with the books the way that I want to keep up. And then we're always doing and changing things, which is fine. The doing and changing things to get us to where we need to be is fine. But then there's no time, there's no time that's input to catch up with making sure that the processes from those things are moving forward properly and there's not enough, you know, people or time to be able to, to do those things. So I think one of the things that's beneficial is having Antonio, but he only works minimum for me for the bookkeeping. And I don't want to, one, I'm not going to take more of that money from 3T to pay for that. So for more for the so part of it is covered from 3t and then part of it's covered for myself for what i pay him so my goal is to get other clients and other people so that i can pay him more so that he can you know do more for the bookkeeping and the tax and we can take on more people because generally like one of my favorite things about accounting and i thought about getting a master's in taxation is i enjoy taxes like if i were a lawyer i would have no problem being a tax lawyer helping people solve tax problems, being an enrolled agent and representing people in front of the courts as an enrolled agent would be fantastic. And that's one of the areas what, which I would like to get Q Financial to move into. My biggest problem is all the people around me seem to need me, which is fantastic. And I'm very grateful for that. Need me to be doing things and I want to move away from that so I can be focusing on these other things and follow my theses of the businesses and the conglomerate that I'm trying to build, which includes finance, insurance, more taxes, education, e-learning, helping people construct it, help people get their companies into the digital age a little bit better because I feel like companies are nowhere near where they need to be with that. 
but um so that's kind of kind of where my focus is this week is with doing the taxes um as far as stuff that i've been watching i haven't really been watching too much stuff i've been really uh chilling playing mario kart a lot more or um video games are easy to play and listen to podcasts or music while i'm playing them or whatever the case is and but i did sit down this weekend to to chill i think it was like last night around 10 i put on a korean show on netflix called my name uh it wasn't it's not wasn't as good as i thought that it was going to be but it is i recommend that you watch it i'm not going to give any spoilers um, but korean cinema is really fantastic i'm a big fan of hong kong cinema korean cinema japanese cinema and because we are very it seems this generation the zers and the alphas they're really into korean pop music and korean culture and korean stuff or when i was growing up it was really more japanese focused and anime is still really popular and people love it and they like it and all this stuff but it is it is um it is i can see that that I can see that anime is still really, really big, but I can see that Korean stuff is very, very big for this this younger generation or the generation below me, the Gen Zers and the Alphas, which are my children's generation or whatever. And so, so I'm watching a lot of Korean stuff, and my name is pretty good. So essentially what happens is there's this girl who, and this isn't going to spoil it, this is the premise of the movie or the show. It's eight episodes on Netflix. It came out in 2021. It won some pretty good international or awards. And so it's, it's really good. It's not as good as I thought it was going to be, but it's pretty good. And I'll tell you why it's not as good as I thought it was be after I tell you the synopsis. <laughs> the synopsis of a girl, she's 17, she loses her father. He's involved with this uh, cart, this like drug organization or this mafioso type style organization in Korea. And so in South Korea. And so she loses her, her father and then she vows revenge. She ends up going into the organization. She passes all the tests to be a part of the organization and that her father was a part of because her father was best friends with the, like the head guy of the organization. And she ends up becoming a police officer. So they have a person on the inside and she's trying to become a police officer because it's thought that the person that killed her father was an actual police officer. And so that's the premise of the story. It has one of my favorite movies um, of all time is called Infernal Affairs. It's a Chinese movie. It's the movie that the um, the Departed was based off of, which is Leonardo DiCaprio and Matt Damon movie, where one of them's in the mafia and one of them's a cop, and they both swap places inside of each of the organizations. Um, and Infernal Affairs and Infernal Affairs Two are probably two of my favorite movies. Infernal Affairs 3 is okay, but the first movie is what The Departed is based off of, and it's almost verbatim, except it takes place in Boston as opposed to wherever it takes place in China. And so um, and so, it, it has that feel to it, and most of the Korean movies that I've been watching, they have these like weird twists at the end that are kind of you kind of know that they're coming like when i watched uh oh dang there was another korean movie that i watched believer and the twist that happens in that was exactly what i thought was going to happen so that was like super predictable and so that's that's one of the reasons why i don't think it was as good and then i don't think that the they don't give enough to the lead character the female lead character 
Her, I think her name's Jin Wu is her birth name, or Ji, yeah, Jin Wu, Ji Wu, Ji Wu, Jin Wu or Ji Wu. And they don't give enough, like, I don't know, she doesn't have enough, like, in my opinion, like, acting, speaking parts. It's really action. And then all the people that have, like, the 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 acting that is the dialogue acting is like everybody else around her and so i don't know why that's i don't know it feels weird to me with that aspect of it but other than that it's a fantastic show so i really recommend that you watch it i don't think it's like a seasonal i think it's just like a mini series but i won't know that i have two episodes left to watch uh so hopefully when i finish it i'll remember to kind of fill you in on it but i I do recommend that you watch it and you're never going to really find me say not to watch anything i'm a very big avid while i think that reading while i think that watching garbage and reading garbage is like not watching garbage and reading garbage the problem is is that it's hard to you have to watch and consume everything to know really what's going to be worth it and what's good. And so, while, which is hard because we have so much shit to consume. Like I could spend my whole, like if I was in like just a pop culture, if I just did a culture podcast or a culture show, I would be watching shit all the time. Like I would have to watch everything, read everything, know everything. There is so much content that comes out there into the world. Um, and so, so I really recommend that you watch, you watch and you watch and you read as much as you possibly can and play as much game as play as many games as you can which brings me to the last thing that i want to talk about today is mahjong so february 10th is, begins the year of the dragon this is chinese week chinese festival week here in arizona and um probably most places because february 10th starts the the chinese new year and then i think at the end of the year the japanese have something we have a japanese week here in arizona at the end of february point being is that i went to the chinese festival my mother is very into chinese culture feng shui they had a mahjong place there to learn how to play mahjong and i learned how to play mahjong and it was you it was very fun you have to essentially they're tiles but they're called cards they work just like cards but they're tiles which I have so many questions about as far as the history of Mahjong goes for that one specific piece, which I would love to write about. But as you know, I have so much stuff going on, so who knows when I'm going to write anything. And so, but so I loved seeing the, um, playing the game. And essentially you have 18, 17, it's 18. You have 18 tiles or 18 cards and you have to draw and discard tiles to make three sets of five so three no five sets of three that could be one two three or three pairs kind of like or three of a kind kind of like in in like a rummy-esque game i guess and then and then you have to have two so that's why you have 18 because you have to discard one and then you have 17 tiles left so you have to make five sets of three and then one pair and so that's the premise of the basic classic game, I guess. But then there's like other things that happen at like Pwn, which is I think how I won is through a Pwn. So I ended up winning, but for the longest time, for the whole game, I had no idea what the hell I was doing. And then it kind of started catching on because I need someone to, the way that I learned is I need someone to like draw, like tell me exactly how the whole thing goes. I remember most of it and then I play it to get better. 
and we just started playing without any essence of what was really happening. And my mom, she picks up stuff really fast when it comes. She's really good at games, and you know, I, I wish she played more. I mean, she plays games with me, and we love playing Scala um, and Rummy games um, and backgammon and all kinds of stuff. But so I guess I shouldn't say that. I just, she does play a lot of games, and she loves playing games with me, and I love playing games with her. And so, but you have to get like the. Um, but so she picked up really quick. And so essentially if someone discards something that creates your pair or your triple, one of your sets, you yell out pwn, you like pwn, and then you grab it. And then you have to show them what it is when you lay it down specifically. And so that is how, and so that is specifically how you actually, how I actually won the game was because they ended it with having the pwn instead of having you know, doing it the regular way. And so after that, I ended up buying a, finding a set that I want to buy of Mahjong, but then I was also trying to find it on the Apple game store and I was not successful at finding something that was exactly what it needed to be on Apple. Uh, so I am going to learn more about Mahjong and I am going to explain it and tell it to all of you as I learned about it. So I hope that made sense. So you have to collect, it's like you have 18, you discard one, you have to have five sets of three and a pair. And then if you like discard something that then someone uses, you yell out pwn and you grab it and then you show it and disclose to everybody what it is that you laid down. The rest of the time, I think everything is, everything is hidden. Like we had everything shown because they were showing us how to play the game. But like, if you were playing the game, you wouldn't show it. But then when you lay down a set, you lay down a set. So I'm going to learn more about that and I'm going to share it with you as well. And with that, we will go ahead and end this lo-fi. I enjoy each and every one of you. And I always say, be thankful, grateful, and kind. Namo Mirabutsu. And I will talk with you next time. Thank you so much for listening to the age of jeremy our opening song was brave faces everyone by spanish love songs our closing song was illuminati hotties by threatening each other recapitalism again this was a lo-fi culture episode i hope you enjoyed it if you like this podcast go ahead and like it and share it with a friend and subscribe to it wherever you get your podcast that would be amazing these lo-fi episodes i record with usually my h1n the basic one zoom has a new h1n out now that I'm probably gonna pick up as well. And I use a Rode lapel mic, and then I edit it with Cubase and Waves plugins. And one last time, be thankful, grateful, and kind, and we will talk with you next time, bye.